0: It's Alana and Jacqueline. And you're back for another episode of Black and Yellow. Oh, Oh Jackie, Jackie, Jackie.
1: You guys know what's going on. The coronavirus, the the primaries, taxes. So much. It's so, it's (laughs) it's such an intense um, time right now. Like you could, you could feel it. There's no traffic, you know, for the first time in L.A.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have to drive to Santa Monica tomorrow at 9 a.m., so I don't know about there being no traffic, but I know the, what you mean, like, the feeling of no yeah, traffic. Yeah, the feeling
1: of, if for any of you, you know, Los Angelinos and, and <laughs> you know, famous, I mean, uh, faithful subscribers and listeners to a show, you know that intersection on the 10 where it's, like, right by downtown L.A.? And it's yep. 10 and the 6th and the 4th and the 5th exits and it's all merging with the 101. <laughs> I swear to God, that that intersection was a breeze to just go right by. And I was, I was shocked that that has never happened before in the middle of the day, you know? Oh. Yeah, it was empty. I could just like kind of just, I slid right by it. I was like, oh, this only happens, at, you know, like really late at night really early in the morning but on like an average I'm, business day no way i'm incredibly jealous
0: of that <laughs> and i will ha- i will be texting you tomorrow to let you know if that is my experience yes. because generally yes that is a, just a total clusterfuck of cars and scared people yes. but um i'm kind of looking forward to having no traffic fingers crossed hopefully right. tomorrow heading towards santa monica but we'll see yeah. But all that said, how are you holding up? Because full disclosure to our listeners,
1: you and I haven't seen each other since all of this began. Yeah, we actually haven't. And, and for for those of you listening, we're actually also recording remotely. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, because of other reasons. But this is another this this could be another reason um, that that falls into it. But, you know, I I think I'm OK. Um. It's more of the the chatter around me that I think gets to me and and the constant CNN, you know, New York Times kind of because I get the notifications on my phone. So right. it's those like random interruptions throughout the day when I go get my phone and it's like, you know, Italy, 800 new infections. And, and it's like those moments of, of throughout the day where I have like a slight like moment of fear that just kind of runs over my body. Um, yeah,
0: definitely. I've definitely like ratcheted up my food network watching and my HGTV watching just because I have a feeling that, or I know that on those two networks, I'm not going to be bombarded with coronavirus yeah. updates. <laughs> you
1: know? Seriously. I mean, you'd listen to the radio, you go on any website, you talk to any person. You know, like mm-hmm. I was at the market the other day and some woman sneezed. And I looked at her and the normal reaction would be to, you know, I said, I said, Hey, bless you. And she, she was this little old lady and she went, Oh, even nowadays, it's scary to sneeze. Yeah. (laughs) And I looked at her and, you know, I was like, I laughed really loud. And I said, you know, I said, yeah, you're right. I mean, even just, I mean, and also uh, based on our, our previous episode we recorded about, you know, what's going on globally as far as you know for for asians in general you know i sometimes I, i'm walking around and i like i wonder if people look at me differently you know do they think i brought the virus like i get i have that like other underlying layer to my already yeah, kind of for sure fearful sort of attitude here and there um for my sure. parent my dad is is like a little paranoid he, he talks about it too much and sometimes I, I we've had to tell him several times like hey stop like if you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it. So just shut up. Like, I've literally, I had to just be like, "You, you actually being more afraid is actually gonna lower your immune system and make the chances of you getting coronavirus even higher." You know, so stop talking.
0: No, totally true. Well, I, let me just let you know, Jackie. I don't think anyone thinks that you brought it from oh, anywhere. You. So, <laughs> uh, you know, but I understand the paranoia that you're Slightly. talking about specifically. <laughs> Because of our last episode And it's completely justified I'm sure a lot of Asians and a lot of Asian Americans are feeling like that which My heart goes out and I stand in unity With you because it's a terrible awful feeling Mm -hmm. Um I think also I had a moment earlier Look I think everyone has what They need we've been through so much worse As a nation I think All this the the stocking and the Hoarding I think that people have Enough I I I just do in my heart I believe that um, I started prepping last week And so this week <clears throat> Excuse me It has just been like you know A little icing on the cake stuff here and there Though I did walk into a grocery store Yesterday for a tin of anchovies And I remember walking into This Vons and specifically thinking This I'm about to walk into an establishment That has been pilfered And picked over and has just Rows of empty aisles and obviously that was exactly what happened and leaving the store thinking i live in a first world country the idea of empty store shelves and and bushels that have been picked over that were once full of you know dried grains and produce this is not normal but it has become normal through this this uh, rona craziness yes yeah,
1: definitely and I think I think many people fall into that category of, you know, they they actually weren't so scared and they weren't going to go to the markets. And, you know, the the media over blew it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I, I I've, this has happened to me in the past couple of weeks. You know, I go in just like you just to get one little thing and then I see everyone get a whole bunch. And then I'm kind of sitting there and I'm like, well, shoot, should I be getting more things? <laughs> no don't buy like, into the herd no. mentality yeah, exactly but i but it's like that weird moment of like huh oh, i yeah. only have mm-hmm. um a bag of rice <laughs> like <laughs> one little bag i think this is this i'm i'm the normal right now right uh, anyways
0: yeah. oh for sure i find that the remedy to that is to shop off-brand stores yep your little local, you know, family-owned stores, uh where Vons has been picked over, Johns will do, if you <laughs> know what I mean.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: Um but all that said, I I was looking for any and happy for any distraction mm-hmm. from what's going on in the world, and so I Cannot wait to get to this episode because This episode prepping for this episode Has been exactly that it's been a Nice break from the craziness Of the world I Cannot wait to slap a silver Lining on this part Of the conversation if you you Can even call it that Mm. But um Yeah, with everything happening in the world There is something to be happy about Because by God, Jackie By presidential proclamation It is Women's History Month Sure is We will not be overseen We will not be overlooked We will not be overshadowed By the Rona And the presidential primaries
1: we need to be celebrated And we need to be talked about and we mm-hmm. are so important to every little yep. little bit of every facet of society and the economy and ev- schools, everything. I mean, women, without women, I don't know what the world would do. Well, there wouldn't be any babies. So, you
0: know. I was going to say, without women, there'd be no population. The world would just I die. don't. So, you,
1: you know, guys have a lot to thank if us If it were for. up
0: to men to have babies, we would have no population. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's why
0: we need to be celebrating. So, uh all month. A whole month. It, we used to just have a little piddly day, and then that stretched to a week, and now we got the whole month. Yeah, we Ooh. out here. Yeah. So let's get to it, shall yeah, we? Let's do it. So Women's History Month, it's uh, not just celebrated here in the United States, it's also celebrated over in the UK and in Australia in March However, in October, if you're in Canada, that's where you celebrate Women's History Month Mm -hmm. And so every month or or every March or every October, depending on where you are The month is set aside to honor women's contributions in American history Because like, duh, we're amazing and that's what should be happening and and the 2020 Women's History Month theme is Valiant Women of the Vote. I like that. So, full disclosure, I didn't know that we themed Women's History I, didn't, I Month. didn't know that
1: until I was researching this and I watched a little video of it all and I was like, "Hmm, I kind of I I I mean, I enjoyed that. Who doesn't like themes? Well, I do." I'm not no. speaking for everyone. Oh, totally. I guess
0: Mm -hmm. I guess I sort of I guess I've always celebrated Women's History Month the same way that I've celebrated Black History Month if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. like I and when I when it's Black History Month I feel like I take a little bit of Black innovation and a little bit of Black sophistication and a little bit of Black excellence from past present and future and that's how I celebrate it sort of all like a, a nice general uh, wide stroke of celebration. That's how I've celebrated Women's History Month as well. But
1: I guess I've been doing it wrong all of well, these I years. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say wrong. It's just obviously we're, you know, there's, unless it's plastered all over the city and, you know, emailed us emailed or texted to us directly, like how things are nowadays. nowadays. Um, you know, yeah, it's, true. it's not as, which I think which is interesting because as i was reading a lot and doing some research you know many people actually didn't know about women's um about, about having a whole month of women's history of yeah. celebrating women and and that kind of is like an interesting reflection because it's like well then if people don't know then how are they going to know about the theme and you know right. and on and on and on but i think you know with the me too movement with um time's, time's up. up and the women's march and harvey weinstein you know going to jail for 23 years oh. hallelujah Yeah, um, i can't believe bill Cosby got 10 years less um anyways just had to throw that out there yeah. um <laughs> i it, think girl. that there is now more of these things available to us than than before you know um because like growing up i don't remember to be perfectly honest and sometimes i feel like i'm a bad feminist but obviously i I, there's no way it could be just me being part of myself growing up i don't really remember this being a thing
0: yeah i mean i don't think you're a bad feminist at all uh we're gonna go into the history a little bit in the show but uh the timeline look i think that i recognized my feminism when i was like midway through college maybe even like early 20s Mm -hmm. so I don't think you I don't think it's bad at all I was not raised by a feminist I was not raised in a feminist household per se I was raised by a badass mom a badass career woman who had a career and and a father who had a career and they were making shit happen and um you know I don't think that women's history month had the pomp and circumstance Uh, if you didn't exist in certain communities where
1: feminism was a priority right right, right. it was loud and 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 obvious and yeah and there you know along with on many other things yeah so forgive
0: yourself girl and to any listeners forgive yourself if you feel like you've been a bad feminist you haven't and and you're here celebrating now with us so right take that um, so, yeah, so valiant women of the vote. I think it's very obvious and goes without saying, but I'll say it anyways, just so that it it's on the record that we're honoring all the badass women who fought to win suffrage rights for women and for the women who are still fighting today uh, to either help obtain or maintain the voting rights of others. So. We are going to be, for the rest of this month, uh, it's going to be all Women's History Month episodes. This episode, we're going to be talking about why we- why March is Women's History Month and about some of the life-altering events that changed women's lives this month and how you can celebrate Women's History Month while social distancing, because that's a thing now. Yeah. And we have to address it So we got some good stuff for you there And the next episode it's going to be all about the ladies mm-hmm. Our favorite female feminists Who made this day What it is yep. So shall we Shall we take a little history
1: Journey Jackie we, we need a little like insert Insert going back in time music Like <laughs> 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 We can just do it ourselves Ex- i think we did i think i
0: we did a great job we're back in that 1909 it feels of uh, feels very 1909 outside like if you walk outside you're going to get the plague and you're going to die right. what's changed but nothing's not... changed much
1: exactly <laughs> oh boy exactly people are still so, scared first... people are still mean <laughs> uh,
0: i don't think that's ever going to change you're right real talk <laughs> so the first women's history day took place here that day took place on actually February 28th, 1909 in New York City. And it was part of a national observance uh, organized by the Socialist Party. And it honored the one year anniversary of the garment workers strike in New York that had taken place a year earlier. So this is when thousands of women marched for economic rights through lower Manhattan to Union Square. That is a far march march. Just uh, so you're clear yeah. But yes women were mobilized And that strike in turn uh, Honored an earlier march Which happened in 1857 When garment workers rallied for equal rights And a 10 hour day So within two years women's day had grown Into an international observance That spread through Europe on the heels of socialism mm-hmm. So that's all well and good Like that's happening in Europe Right but here in the United States Feminist activists were all like Um hello US history book writers Who are male and hello Patriarchal US historians who don't Give a shit about women why are We women not getting our accolades For all the contributions that we have made to American mm. history like you know Getting our R-E-S-P-E-C-T Is cool and all but we would also Appreciate if we got our R
1: E C O G N I T I O N And as well you're, Yeah you're right like from You know ever since <laughs> world world war Two, you know like just having to get our hands dirty and, and working and working hard and supporting the, the war and that's 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 really important yeah like give
0: us women our things okay we've earned them and we've raised your children whether we've wanted to yeah, or not exactly. i mean i'm just saying. <laughs> birth them whether so we wanted that, to or not and the whole thing I'm just saying, like, give us women our things. We deserve them. And so uh, because of this imbalance, a group of women from the Education Task Force of the Sonoma County Commission on the Status of Women. Ooh, that is a very long name Mm. and a very long business
1: card to have to put on. And I love that. I mean, it was just California Pride, but I love that it was just right here, like local, like, hey, neighbor, like Sonoma County. What? Like.
0: Right. I would have thought it exactly. was I don't know
1: why I would have thought maybe it was just somewhere in the East, even in the Midwest, for whatever reason, maybe because of the way you know where we first landed and everything, but thinking about discovering that I was in Sonoma County just gave me a lot of um you know just it was just fun to to kind of have that cool little fact um,
0: i I also can understand why you would feel like that because I do think a lot of women's history uh laws. Like laws that were created did come From like upstate New York Or the New England part Of the United States So I don't think that that's an Unfair thought to have Mm -hmm. I am right there with you I didn't realize that it started in in California Either I mean yet another reason to love California because hello we're great But um, yeah that was a really uh, Wonderful and Completely welcome surprise when When I read about that So any Californians out there Just tack another reason to be proud of being from California on your list. Or if you don't have one, start one.
1: Exactly. Number one. Uh,
0: (laughs) So these women set out about revising the school curriculum in Sonoma County, California. Mm -hmm. So their idea was to create a Women's History Week in 1978. And that was going to be timed around International Women's Day, which the UN had officially started in 1975. So we're trying to run parallel to the UN. And guess what, Jackie? The observance spread to schools around the country and grew into yeah. a cause for a celebration. It became really popular. O- yeah, organizers held an annual real women's essay contest. Hundreds of women took part by giving presentations and workshops to students in their classrooms. And the whole week ho- culminated in Santa Rosa, California, with a parade, because why the F not?
1: Right, Exactly. I think celebrating and it really allowed everyone to really celebrate the achievements of women, you know, but also it was able to give us a closer eye to look carefully and critically at, you know, the opportunities for women, to educate people on mm-hmm. women's histories, um, equality for women. And I think it was only a matter of time that this started spreading more and more. And it people even began, then that's how people began lobbying for a more formal observance for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So in 1979, Molly Murphy McGregor, who I officially affectionately call Triple M, because how can you not know, with I a know, name it's like awesome, that? Awesome, right? Um, I know, right? <laughs> really hardcore alliteration. Her parents loved an alliteration name. I love it. Uh, she was one of the week's organizers and she traveled To Sarah Lawrence College which is In upstate New yep. York and if you don't know about Sarah Lawrence College it used to be a historically All female college mm-hmm. so it Makes sense why she traveled there for a Conference with the Women's History Institute And while she was there she was all like So we do this really rad Women thing in California with like Essays and workshops and women just Being their all around badass selves and oh Did I mention we have a parade and they were all like, "What? You guys celebrate women with a parade?" And Triple M was all like, I "Yeah, like we uh, women are sort of a big I deal." You're
1: a uh, short version script. You're modern. That's exactly your <laughs> modern, your modern take of of the actual conversations <laughs> that
0: happened. Um, I have a feeling that's exactly what happened. And then Triple M was like, "Yeah, you know, like we're kind of big shit hair flip, you know, little." Shoulder roll, and she's shredded out. You cannot tell me that she didn't do that. I refuse to believe it.
1: I after, after what you just said and described, I believe it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, look, very quickly after that, celebration spread across the country because who doesn't want a celebration in their town, in their city, in their state, celebrating women? I mean, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, So then Gerda Lerner, another badass feminist, uh, chaired the institute at the time of the conference and backed the movement to garner national recognition. So as the week picked up steam, organizers lobbied Congress and President Jimmy Carter, a.k.a. the peanut president, who uh, proclaimed the first National Women's Week. Yeah. And he proclaimed that that week would be from March 2nd to the 8th in 1980. 80. Yep. And Lerner said, quote, women's history is women's rights, an essential, indispensable heritage from which we can draw pride, comfort, courage and long range vision. That statement has not ceased to continue to be right. true. Definitely, Just saying. President Reagan, shock and awe, passed further proclamations announcing Women's History Weeks. But by then, some areas had already just extended the week to a month, because why not? The Women's National History Project lobbied for a longer observation, and Congress passed a proclamation in 1987, the year of my birth, establishing Women's History Month. And so from 1987 on, we've had it. Yeah, I
1: think to see how it all began to where it ended and having a... You know, actual presidential proclamation, have it, you know, be somewhat set in stone. Uh, was a, it's a huge win for us women, you know, to actually have our own for sure life and to actually have it be part of history. Uh, speaks to how, how powerful and how committed we really are about our freedom and our choices and our rights,
0: absolutely. And I think there were also, um, some some historical Milestones that also ran Parallel to that History mm. uh, I would say some Historical March Milestones yep. specifically That that um, makes uh, March being women's history Month make sense right. so title IX, which prohibits sexual Discrimination in all Federally funded education programs Was passed by the Senate on March 1st 1979 and it later became law that year. So, in fact, the educators who formed the first Women's History Week a few years later did so to help schools comply with with Title IX regulations. So it all went nicely hand in hand. Or the Equal Rights Amendment. We know this very well. That's the constitutional amendment which guarantees rights regardless of sex passed Excuse me, Passed those assured by the 19th Amendment, passed the Senate on March 22nd, 1972. So 1972 was a big year for women. Mm. However, it's not still fully ratified to this day. We're going to move on from that because we're keeping up with this March crossover. And earlier in the 20th century, two significant women's suffrage events took place in March. So the first major suffragist parade, which was in D.C., was on March 3rd, 1913. And, women's nas- and the National Women's Party, a political group dedicated to women's suffrage, was officially formed in March of 1917. So there was a lot going on in the month of March to make March Women's History Month make yeah. sense. I think also in, in just um, something that may or may not be a coincidence, there was a lot of marching and protesting and um, uh action and activity I think there also is the idea that because a lot of marches were done by women in the month of March March seems to be a good fit for Women's History Month I'm sure you sure you've caught my drift as to what I mean by that but um
1: yes I I think (laughs) I, I think we've had to fight for a lot of our rights and as a result many marches have happened And, um, you know, it's kind of perfect that it's also that it's in March.
0: Yeah, I didn't know any of that history until sitting down to prepare for this episode. Mm -hmm. So I was very, very um, overjoyed to know that presidents were getting involved behind this and that... I don't think much of Reagan, but Jimmy Carter, he was the president that, like, I did my presidential report on. And I think it was third or fourth grade we had to do that. Um, I always knew he was, like, a cool president. I didn't know he was down for the women's cause, though. So the peanut president, yet another reason why he is good in my
1: book. Right. I think, you know, in in a time where women's achievements and our courage and our strength and our love, even to this day, you know, still goes unrecognized. Um, even oh, even totally. to this day is still underpaid. Even to this day is still you know um, discriminated, and so you know to have a man who was our president honor us and and you know uh, sort of proclaim that this is what it was. I think he was ahead of his time in a way, not ahead of its time, but but was doing the right thing. You know, um, and. And it, I think we need to continue celebrating women's achievements, celebrating women's courage, leadership, strength, love, um, and just keep it going. You know, I think Harvey, the explosion and the downfall of Harvey Weinstein was such a big win for us. You know, the Me yeah. Too movement, the Time's Up. I mean, also happened in the month of March. Right. I mean, 2000, 2019 <laughs> was, was big. Uh, for women's on on so many levels um not not that it has to be that way but because it had been one way for so long it's only a matter mm-hmm. of fact and a matter of time that that, that that's as the result right um yeah so anyways it's i mean we could go, oh, we could go on and, <laughs> and on and on and on about the subject but yes um i'm i me too i was the same way i was like what is women's history month all about and then as i got into it i was like hmm, this is pretty awesome. Like, I wish I could meet some of those women, you know?
0: It'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure... Well, maybe not the ones from the 1910s and the 1920s. But (laughs) um, from from the 70s and 80s, those feminists uh, hopefully are still around. Some of them are definitely still around. Um, Fun fact, if you are looking for some feminist-fueled television that is going to launch soon. There is a new series coming to FX. It's called Mrs. America. It's got Kate Blanchett among Ooh. some amazing other women. Um, she's the lead. She plays Phyllis Shafley. It is a really, really well-done show about what was happening back in the day during that time. Um, so I suggest checking it out when it is available, which I think it comes out in the next month or two. Well, she's I fantastic think, but it's,
1: so I'm sure It's going to yeah. be very enjoyable
0: Yeah I think Hearing about all this history It makes me excited for the next couple waves Of feminism I realize that we're in the fourth Wave of feminism right now
1: uh-huh.
0: Which to me Feels like Post 9 to 5 Feminism <laughs> if that makes any
1: sense Post 9 to like, 5 Like the days yeah, the like, work's been done And now we're still doing More work after work Well,
0: in the sense that I think that the work that women are doing is changing Uh and how we're getting the work done and in the the manner with which we are getting the work done is changing. Like, I think that the traditional nine to five office job is becoming more and more obsolete. And so women... Yeah, and so women have really spearheaded uh, different ways to make money, but also to create positive change in their communities, local and national. And so I'm excited for the next couple of waves of that, because I do think that we are at this point where older feminists and younger feminists are... Maybe this is my glass half full self projecting here are finally working in some sort of unity and some some sort of harmony. Yeah, that could just be the case out here in hippy dippy California right. and in the women's groups that I go I mean, to it's a lot again it's a lot
1: different in the South. Right. And with. what? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All the abortion laws and like it just so blows my mind. But yes, I mean, I. I'm in California, too. So I, I definitely am like, yeah, Alana, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but I mean, I'm hoping that with I we're going to close it out this way, y'all. It's I am hoping that with coronavirus too, kind of seeing that like globally, you know, we all have to stand up together. Right. We all it doesn't. Yeah. And it, it doesn't take it, ha- it shouldn't. But it, maybe it did. Maybe it will. Maybe it'll happen again a virus to kind of bring people together and say like, Hey, what, what, what really matters, you know? And there Mm. was a wonderful post. I mean, there's so many funny posts about, about the virus, but I think there was a really good, um, someone said, if only, if only people reacted to climate change this way, right? If we only, if we only reacted to racism this way, discrimination. And I mean, the truth is that people won't, but when you shift your perspectives, just slightly, when you, when you put on a different pair of glasses, a different colored lens, you begin to see that in the end, it's all the same. You know, we're all the same. And so we do. We do yeah. have to stand up together. We do have to work together, whether you're 80 and black and 20 and white. You know, like it, it, doesn't, it yeah. doesn't matter and it shouldn't matter. And I think maybe what you're getting at is that for some people, it still really matters. And it will for a long time, mm-hmm. but I think more and more and more, it's starting to not matter as much just because what's more important is the life of our planet. It's the life of our grandkids. Yeah. It's, it's our loved ones, you know, and that is not about skin or gender um, or color, right? I mean, skin color It's obviously, hopefully it's, we all have skin, but you know, um, Yeah. I guess that's that's kind of my my tidbit there with, with what you kind of were saying about all of that. Yeah, this.
0: I do think that, I think there is a, a little bit more kindness and compassion maybe in this week than there was last week. I know that for me, sort of listening to the world around me, whether I'm leaving a grocery store or leaving the post office or whatever, I'm hearing a lot of people be like, Okay. bye. Good to see. Good to see you. Stay safe or great seeing you. I hope you and your family remain well. Let me know if you need anything like that sense of community is really starting to um, galvanize people. Yeah. To maybe not live in total fear, but maybe have a little bit of uh, extra precaution, we'll call it, right but still leading with, with love and kindness. Yeah, because if you
1: think about it, like, the virus doesn't discriminate. I mean, it might with, like, old people and young people, nope. but it doesn't care if you're black, white, brown, yellow, green, Mm-mm. purple. Like, it's gonna get you if, if you're not ready or sick or whatever. And, you know, in a way, it's almost teaching us to to also, like, hey, it's not, it's not about that anymore. You know, it is about your health and your safety. And... Ultimately, totally. you know your fulfillment, your happiness, your purpose here, and you know we humans haven't been here very long, so I think we we can we should do the best um, with the time that we have and make every moment count. Whether you're locked up, <laughs> quarantined, <laughs> oh, locked up or locked right, in, Locked, locked up in a, in a prison cell or locked in in your house, which <laughs> I don't know what the difference is. You know you're still paying taxes. um <laughs> Yes, but but yeah, I mean, I think you guys I think oh, there's also this really funny quote about like, now that everyone is staying home, like finally, like all the puppies get to like all the dogs get to like have a house full of people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I one. saw that one too. And I was like, huh, I didn't I've never, I haven't right. thought about that. But yeah, that's a good a great because point. Well, sh- I mean, sh- shall we segue to our call to action? Because it's a little bit different this episode. It is. Yes. So generally, the call to action is um, with any call to action. The hope is that whoever receives the call springs forward, right up and out into Into the world, into action. action. (laughs) But exactly, however, because staying in is what the world is doing right now, uh, we wanted to give you some ways to supercharge your social distancing with some super radical. Female energy yes. So we're going to give you some suggestions On how to celebrate women's history month From the comforts of your own home mm-hmm. Would you like to go first Jack Or would you like me to I'd
1: go first My number one My go, number go, go. one would be um, You know I grew up cooking And yeah. um, You know They say the kitchen is the heart of the house Right If the, if it's mm-hmm. not beating then it's a cold house. Um, yep. So I would say, you know, yes, you may have a lot of dry goods stocked up, um, and yep. that's fine too. If you wanna, if you wanna use up your dry goods to bake, if you wanna use your your um, perishables to cook, while you can, um, cook with your family. You know, there's so much bonding that happens over cooking. I can't even describe. There has to be some study out there. That has studied families who cook together versus families who don't, um, and I hmm. think it 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 does create such a deeper level of of connection, and um, and uh, dopamine and serotonin and all these feel good happy drugs that come with creating something together and then being able to eat it. You know, it's like the fastest form of yeah. art too. It's the most satisfying form of art because you get to create it and you get to eat it. You know, you don't have to wait years in post-production <laughs> to see if your final movie later. <laughs> you know, you talking to me, girl, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to spend hours painting this one painting. It's going to take you, you know, 10 years, which is fine. That's that's the medium. But I mean, cooking is, is the fastest way to just enjoy your art as soon as you can. Um, and so I would suggest people to cook together. Have time. You have a good time. You have a bunch of time on your hands. You got nothing better to do. You're not going to work you know i mean if you are then you're working from home but that even better you know you're not going to school right school's canceled so cook together you guys have a good time don't be afraid to you know get a little messy in the kitchen yeah actually cooking
0: was one of mine as well i love that you brought it up because we actually have two different takes on cooking um i agree with everything you said i think also if you are a creative type as jackie and i are we are creators we are artists um the sometimes for some people because art materials are pricey, uh, not everyone can feel like they can create. And I think that cooking is a really good way to to create something daily. Um, if you want to keep that creative gene alive, flexed and flowing. Mm. So I had cooked, but I took came at it from the angle of uh, cooking from some of your favorite female chefs. Mm. Whether that female chef that you love is Ina Garten or Gianna De Laurentiis or Carla Hall or Christina Tosi or Reed Drummond or B. Smith, R.I.P. B. Smith, who we lost earlier this month, uh, Lydia Bastianich, Anita Ho, whoever your your favorite female chef is, this is a great time to try out some of their recipes that you uh, have been dying to try but have had no time to. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I didn't even mention the OG of all OG female chefs julia child my bad sorry julia shout out to you um yeah, cook some some of your favorite female chef's recipes Or if you have been eyeballing maybe a new cookbook of theirs mm-hmm. I'm noticing that sales are happening mm-hmm. uh, Because people are spending less money on things That are not going to help them lock in So I think there are independent stores and larger chains That are offering nice little discounts to continue the shopping I think also, full disclosure... Jackie and I are recording this on Sunday morning It is International Women's Day So there's also that energy flowing Mm. through this episode I just couldn't resist saying (laughs) Um, But yeah I think that cooking is a really great way To supercharge your social distancing Obviously it's a necessary thing that we as human beings need We need to eat Um, And I do think that it creates a nice bond If you do it with family Also keep in mind Depending on where you are in the country I know that California, specifically LA County uh, Health departments are going to start Shutting some restaurants down for dine-in And so takeout will still be an option But dine-in will not be If you have any female-owned restaurants That you love, that you favor That you want to keep Good supporting morning. in this yeah. time Hit them up for some takeout Because they are hurting right now Independent businesses, independent restaurants Are really... um. Taking a big sales hit, and so I think, what better way to support any business than with your dollars? Right,
1: exactly. Um, another one on my list is obviously uh, who who doesn't like movie marathons while you're Woo! quarantined and and with your fellow <laughs> families or friends. Um, do you know do like a feminism you know movie marathon? You know, the color purple. Um, Thelma Mm. and Louise, um, Norma, Norma Ray, the Joy Luck Club, North Country. There's just so, yeah, until there's so many um, movies that, you know, we can um, get educated and and, and see um, also a part of history um, and Mm -hmm. see how these women, if they were, fiction or nonfiction um regardless you know um have shaped our our history um and go back in time a little bit so yeah
0: i i second that i don't know about you but in between you know working on this podcast and cooking and looking at my fiance uh i'll be watching reruns of living single Because it is on Hulu now From beginning to end And I am feeling like I just don't have enough Queen Latifah in my life So... I'll be taking a trip back in time via television shows, but I'm right there with you. Get your favorite female TV or film in any way that you can. Binge watch it because why not? You're stuck at home. I want the more TV route. So maybe that show is the Golden Girls or Grace and Frankie or Sex in the City. I know it's not the most PC show in the world, but God, whenever it's on, I feel like I tell myself I'm only going to watch one episode and six episodes later, I'm still sitting there watching it. Right. Uh, Gilmore Girls, Fleabag, Queen Sugar, Better Things Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Gossip Girls, Charmed Yes, I mentioned old shows Because I'm right there with you I think that uh, sometimes being locked in Can create a feeling of cabin fever And I don't know if this is like scientifically true But I feel like when I feel like I have cabin fever A little nostalgia can help me combat that So Digging back in time to whoever your favorite female bosses or villains or or love struck teenagers, whatever women that um speak to you, go back in time. Mm-hmm. Watch a little bit of nostalgic television. Or yes, movies, now and then, a league of their own, nine to five, first wives club. So many. All ripe for the watching. Right. Like this is the time to do it. Go, go, go. Exactly. I also am big into reading. Yes, you are. Uh, I think reading is a nice way to pass the time. So uh, yeah, reading, that good old pastime, yes, it's a great time to do it. (laughs) And I think that uh, you don't have to spend a ton of money to do this. Lord knows my local library is sick and tired of hearing me or seeing me because I placed a bunch of books on hold or ordered a bunch of books so that I could read a variety of different books. Things while being stuck at home Now full disclosure I got books that were either Feminist specific Or were written by men Hmm. uh, On certain topics That would help to fuel Future episodes of this podcast So mine is like part pleasure And part research but If you are looking for a couple Of titles I will happily give you some The first title Becoming by Michelle Obama, because what's more historic than our first black president and our first black first lady, first black first lady, that's a lot. (laughs) Uh, That was actually my my Black History Month read for 2020 And I loved it It's really quick and it's easy and it's fast moving um, But it's around 500 pages if you really want to be occupied for a while But you will walk away having cried, laughed and feeling incredibly inspired Mm -hmm. But if you want something a little more lighthearted, Check out Ali Wong's Mm -hmm. book Which if you're in LA County A lot of local libraries also have It's called Dear Girls It's gotten amazing reviews It's also a New York Times bestseller Because, I mean, it's Ali Wong How is it not going to be funny and moving? Right,
1: she's hilarious
0: Another option is maybe you want some classic feminist literature To keep your brain Flexed and I think that some good book titles Would be feminism is for everybody By bell hooks Mm -hmm. or really any Book by bell hooks is a safe bet Ain't I a woman (laughs) is my personal Fave Uh, gender outlaw By Kate Bornstein bad Feminist by Roxane Gay or hunger By Roxane Gay another great Gay option sister outsider By Audre Lorde the feminine mystique By by Betty Friedan. That's a dense one it's a good one But it's a dense one uh Second Sex by Simone de Bouvier, Women Culture and Politics, oof, that's very Ooh. timely, by Angela Davis. <laughs> all of those are some really great feminist uh classic feminist titles if you're looking to either uh you know brush up on your your feminism or you've never read them and you want to know what they're all about because you're wacky feminist auntie, you can't stop <laughs> talking about you know Angela Davis and all her books and Sister Outsider and Audre Lord ooh she was really onto something you know just just saying maybe you can read it with your crazy feminist auntie yay even better uh however if you're into fiction there are a couple of cool books out now such a fun age yeah, right. which is by a new and emerging novelist african american by the name of Kylie Reed it is such a good book y'all Just finished it Had a really hard time putting it down uh, It's about a black babysitter Taking care of a white kid uh, Who is the child of a white fashion blogger In uh, in New York City I'm not going to tell you what happens Ah, I know right I won't give it away for you But y'all it is so engaging It's also a Reese's A Reese Witherspoon book club selection For those of you who Keep up with that sort of thing I don't but maybe that matters to someone Who's listening but it was so good I had a really hard time putting it down I don't know if local libraries Have it full disclosure that might Have to be one that you order and have shipped to you But just wanted to put that title out there Or I don't know if I'm late to this game, Jay, but I just started reading short stories and I'm (laughs) obsessed. I'm not a short story reader. I'm too, like I get too connected and too um, invested in characters Uh really quickly. And so when I'm reading a short story, I'm like, oh man, it's over. I want to know more. How does it end? Where do they go? What do they do? But anyways, if I realize that I'm late, if you are listening to this and you're like, yeah, short stories are the shit. I didn't realize that I sit corrected And uh, with that being said I would say The two books that I'm looking forward to reading One I've already read It's called Heads of the Colored People By Nafisa Thompson Spires It was so good And so funny And so sad I highly recommend Ooh. it And the other one is called Friday Black By Nana Kwame adjei Brenya I am uh, waiting for my local library To get that in stock for me But I am Alana Webster. I'm obsessed with books. I realize I have a sickness. I'm going to stop talking Wait, about no, books now. <laughs> not at all. I mean,
1: people... It's crazy, this next generation coming up. You know, I have this fear, speaking of fear, that they won't, uh-huh. they won't know how to read anymore. I've books. actually had a similar thought to that as You'll well. You'll get the, like... So I was, I was also watching this. There was, like, this report on, you know, this next generation. And... There's either that that big group that is only is like actually reading like more and more people who Mm -hmm. read now are only, you know, that group age. And then there's also that other extreme where they they won't know how to engage, be engaged and um, stimulated through books because they have so much stimulation through the screen. That it's yeah. hard for them to focus, and it's far hard for them to even pick up a book and read, read on their own. You know, when I was younger, I would get lost in books. I would, I know, like I would finish Harry Potter. Same. I finished Harry Potter in a week. You know, like I would Oof. stay up all night just to read, and I would just lose myself because we didn't grow up with cell phones. So I'm grateful that you are such an avid reader you are so aligned in what you read and in who you read and in what you support and I only learn from you because I always just want to I read but I don't read enough you know and um, I would like my reading I'm all about the self-help and self-book section so (laughs) Ah, yes I I'm way more more niche in a sense but it could just be what i what i gravitate towards too but i always whenever i hear about what you're reading i'm always like man like i want to read like more about you know um from asian asian um authors and asian you know comedians and and more feminists and all that stuff and i think it's great because there's something different that you get from reading and absorbing and internalizing those words than just watching a video or reading an article you know it's so different Yeah,
0: totally. First things first, thank you for those compliments because let it be known as I was preparing this episode yesterday and writing up that call to action, there are many points where I was like, Alana, stop writing about books. Okay, we get it. Stop. Go to another call to action. So I was feeling very (laughs) self-conscious. Thank you for saying that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I do think with all of this distraction that the younger generation has, I think the one thing that stops being distracted if you or that... Yeah, that stops being distracted if you don't read is um, the imagination. Right. I mean, what you're looking at on a screen, it's a ready-made image, and it's telling you how to think and and essentially guiding you towards what to feel, but the imagination's not being stimulated, and to me, that's the best part of
1: reading. It really is. I completely agree with you, and for you to be able to form your own images and form your own, you know, faces of these characters, I mean, the books may describe them, but, you know, like, for me, it was so cool to to experience a book on my own and then when I went to go see the move, the book being made into a movie it was like a totally different experience you know from what yeah. I had imagined from Harry Potter to Hunger Games mm. to everything else um, so so yeah I think keep going you know keep pushing for the books um, oh
0: speaking of a book that's being turned into a not a movie but a television series starting March 18th Little fires everywhere oh, yeah, Which was Reese a which Yeah it's a book by Celeste Ng uh, bestseller as well But it stars Reese Witherspoon And Kerry Washington Just another femme Fueled television show to add To your queue if you're Feeling like you need some new Stuff to watch can't believe I Forgot to mention that but um, I'm anxiously Awaiting it so I just wanted to put that out yeah, there To looks, all of you really dear good. listeners I didn't read it. I'm excited for the show because I I enjoy the, the productions that Reese Witherspoon produces, funds, backs, all of that stuff. Yeah, um, I don't know if I am going to read the novel, but I'm excited for it to come out.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: But you know what you can also do, Jackie, during this Women's History Month? And full disclosure, I don't know if this suggestion is purely a product of my fiance being out of town on a golf trip this weekend, or if this is just feasible for women listening. But I think any woman that's like, what can I do to supercharge this month as well as keep my exercise going is to turn up your girl power playlist. Yep. My fiance was out of town this week on a golf (laughs) trip. And I surely was cranking all my feminist tunes, my Spice Girls, my M.I.A., my Beyonce, my yeah, 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 my Janet Jackson, my Britney Spears, my Christina Aguilera, Grace Jones, Kilo Kish, Katy Perry, India Ari. Oh, my God. There was just so many. And I was dancing all around because I had the house uh, totally to myself. So. Why the F would I not right. be dancing around? Throw a
1: dance party. Because
0: also as a side note. Exactly. Because I also don't know if it's safe to go to the
1: gym. I know.
0: That's one that I've been wrestling with in my mind. It's like, do I go to cardio bar class, which is my form of exercise at the moment? Um, or do I stay home? So I feel like having uh, uh, female-fueled dance parties, at least for this weekend, checked off the exercise box for me. I right,
1: agree, guys. Throw a dance party. Naked, not Naked half clothed, whatever you want, yeah. you know, have a guitar, oh, have a ball, stay safe, mm-hmm. stay healthy, find ways to be yep. productive with your time or not. Um, and <laughs> and um, yeah, so maybe if you just need to rest and sleep in for a couple of days, do what you got to do. Now's the time, you know, everyone's laying low. No one's asking you to, to go and be, be at work on time. Just, just also take the opportunity to do whatever, rest you need self care you need self love meditate whatever it takes um because you know mental health is just as important um as your physical health so um, right i think it's also worth noting
0: that in this time it's also really important to support your your favorite female owned small businesses yes. which are taking a massive oh. hit and Huge. generally, when we're talking about female-owned businesses, you can bet for a lot of women, that woman who is running that business is also running her family, is running a household, is probably raising or rearing children or taking care of a sick and ailing family member. Right. and. We can't you know the cost of motherhood is high oh my gosh the cost geez. of being a daughter or, or uh, just a loving family member is high yeah yeah so I, it's really important to turn out pu- turn out pull through roll up pull whatever up. slang you use pull up help these women support them um I think it depends on where you are in the country. I know for me, a lot of my favorite uh, vintage stores that are female owned are not open, but you can always shop online. Ton of female artisans and business owners on Etsy, follow them or and support them. I think it's really important that we remember that women, I think, are the heartbeat of this country mm-hmm. and need to continue to be supported Um During times of corona and Afterwards but especially during this Time when everyone is is Being a little bit uh, safer With their spending either because They're stocking up or because Taxes are also happening But let me let you know this Jackie The one thing that coronavirus Has not stopped is uncle Sam From cashing my checks (laughs) That I have paid to the government Oh yeah Yeah my taxes are done coronavirus Ain't stopping uncle Sam just a word to Big
1: ain't Bird. The, that ain't that the truth? <laughs> Not going in a way.
0: Oh, man. Or, or, yeah, you can also just get your taxes done. That, too. I know, that Perfect sounds whack me. and
1: boring. And if you uh. want to do them yourself, even better. I did them myself this year. I was real proud of myself to just buckle yeah. down and learn about this accounting industry. Um, but doesn't it feel good that
0: it's done and you did it?
1: Oh yeah, I feel so like like I I don't know like I want to add add my own little like what is it called CPA like
0: <laughs> my mm-hmm. own little like yeah that's exactly yeah. it
1: oh boy
0: yeah you like smash the financial patriarchy by being like ha 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 you keep women out of the financial conversation well guess what I figured it out and did my own taxes right exactly Women's History Month what, what? <laughs> 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 oh. Well, guys, that is our show. Happy Women's History Month. We'll be back next week. But until then, I'm Alana
1: Webster. You can find me at the Gram uh, at Renegade of Fun. I'm Jacqueline Chung-Young on the Gram. You can also follow us on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, and rate, subscribe, leave us your review. Um, Every little review helps. Every little review counts, um, helps keep this baby going and we really appreciate you guys and, and all your support. Yeah. And we'll talk to you next week,
0: guys. Keep your heads up. Thanks. Stay healthy. Stay positive, And we love you. Bye. Bye, guys. This episode was produced by Christian Humes over at Zeitheist. We are the Black and Yellow Podcast. We are on the gram, and you can find us on the gram at Black and Yellow Podcast.
1: I'm Jacqueline Chung-Young on Instagram. And I am Alana Webster,
0: but my handle is at Renegade of Fun.
1: You can also find us on Apple Podcast and Spotify at Black and Yellow Podcast. The podcast is important. It is important. (laughs) Um, And you can rate, review. Please subscribe if you like. We'd love to hear your thoughts, any comments, any concerns, any questions. Reach out to us. Let us know what you're thinking. We'd love to hear from you guys.
0: Definitely. One love. Stay woke and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.